ever wondered what hypnosis might be and what it can do for you? You've come to the right place. Welcome to Hypnosis Everywhere with your host, Inez Simpson. This is the show that talks to everyone from the experienced practitioner to the cautiously curious and, yes, even the skeptics. Now, here's Inez Simpson. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Hypnosis Everywhere. And I've got a great guest today, but don't I always? <laughs> so Dr. Petra Fries is with me, and I just call her Petra because I've known her for a while. So it's Petra is here, and she's going to talk about a lot of great things. So I'm actually going to just pass you over to her, give, let her talk about herself a little bit so we can go and get started into the meat of this show because there's a lot. Okay, so Petra, you want to just give him a quick synopsis of who you are a little bit? Thank you, Ines. Thank you for having me. I'm very grateful. By education, I'm a scientist. I'm born and raised in Germany, and I lived almost 20 years in Switzerland. So as a scientist, I approached life and the world from that angle and that perspective. And then I learned the hard way that there's much more than science could grab and explain. Our daughter, at the age of 10, she got very, very sick, and the modern medicine, the doctors had given up on her. And they told us to say goodbye to her, and this was just unacceptable for me. So we took her home, and with hindsight, I realized that what what saved her life was hypnosis. I had no idea prior to that. So, But with hindsight, I, I learned this is what it was, what saved her life. And then I studied like crazy and wanted to know everything. The scientific brain kicked in. I wanted to understand how it works. And this made me change my entire life from being a scientist. Still, I am. I'm still thinking scientifically, and I still believe in science. But I added the, the other part, the hypnosis and the spiritual part. Yeah, it's it's funny. You, that's why I always say it's body, mind, and spirit. I used to say, you know, uh, some people had said to me, you know, and as you're always in your mind and spirit, you need to do body stuff too. And it's true. Everything is very holistic and needs to be in balance. Right. Totally. Totally. So I, I always, or I used to say body, mind, soul, and spirit. Yeah. Yeah. So, and balance is one of my most used words. Yes. <laughs> because okay. it's important. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so uh, I, it's, that was a very sad time and you got through that. And there's a lot of stories you need to tell about along the way. So we might as well just get started where the where you want to start at the very beginning or where do you want to go? I, I think this is this is what most people need to know that it really can change your life and it can save your life and i think this is what it is about we are here we are having a human experience here on earth and my belief is the more we understand how life works the better the healthier the happier we can live it and one topic is control being in control right what what have we learned what have we been taught about control how do we approach it and what happens if something takes over control, like yeah. right now, during the pandemic, right? Yeah. This is the thing, I think. Yeah. I think that's what most people uh, feel is that they've lost control. Now, I always say that 
real control is this is sort of proved by the pandemic is really an illusion but you can have control of how you react to life you can have control of how you do things right is that what you're meaning or do you want to expand a little bit on what you mean by the control for them so i absolutely agree to what you just said and i think control is a central topic in our lives because we believe or most of us believe that the more we are in control the better our life is and becomes and i think and i learned from many many case studies and and situations in my life that's not necessarily true i i believe that exactly like for other topics balance is the key here also of being in control and if we lack control we feel insecure and this is unhealthy and if we have too much of control this is also unhealthy and we feel insecure and somehow our mind tries to find a balance and the more we control the way how our mind creates balance the better we are in control the more we are in balance and the healthier we can live and there's no huge difference if it's in the body realm, the mind, the soul, or the spirit arena. Yeah, whatever is out of balance is going to create some kind of difficulties in your life. So uh, it's a very optimum thing to keep everything in balance. And of course, you know, that sort of takes us back to all kinds of ways of moving towards that balance. And I think uh, you've covered a lot of that. So maybe you can tell, because if I tell them, it'll be my stuff instead of yours. Yeah, I like your stuff. You know that, right? I like you talking about our topic. That's that's wonderful. Yeah. So what I found is starting with our daughter, what the medical doctors wanted to create was controlling how her body reacts. Yes. And this is what, what they do, what they are experts in. And if this is not happening how they expected it, we didn't know what to do, what else yeah. to do, right? So my approach was the same thing. I wanted her body to heal. I wanted her to be alive, my husband as well. So we we used different approaches, different methods to create exactly the same thing, her body to respond how we wanted the body to respond, right? So, but we did not work in the physical realm. We worked with the mind and soul and spirit. And out of those experiences came so much wisdom. And, and wisdom to me is organized life. Science is organized knowledge based on Kant, Immanuel Kant phrased it like this. So science is organized knowledge and organized life, I think this is wisdom. When we understand the correlations, the interactions, we can move knowledge, information, science, a level higher to wisdom and can use that. And okay. what I taught her all the time, sorry, <laughs> I could okay. go on you, I have to stop me, right? What I, no. what I could tell her all the time, don't listen to your brain, make your brain listen to you. Yeah. So, and, and, and what happened as it went along, did it slowly start to change or was a very noticeable change after the, you started working with the 
the soul, the, the mind, and the spirit, or on all levels. It was extremely noticeable from her being unconscious to coming back to full consciousness and awareness and being in a wheelchair for about a year, year and a half. And, and she got up out of the wheelchair, even though the medical doctors had told us, be happy that she's alive. This is how her life is going to be. Just make peace yeah. with the wheelchair. Mm -hmm. And, and we, that sort of brings to the forefront for me that the prognosis can, and that yeah. can be very devastating to a client. And, the, and if they accept it, if the acceptance can create their death or they're not walking or whatever it is understand that they have a choice in in deciding if to are going to expect accept that stuff so you obviously Absolutely. didn't accept it and your daughter didn't accept it right i think she did not have so much of a choice yes she had a choice because at one time she was so much in pain i i vocalized to her and i mended with my heart if it's too tough for you if you cannot stand it anymore you can transition so i my heart my love for her was bigger than for me i didn't want her to leave but I, this is what i feel what i what i really really felt this is unconditional love and the love for her and her wanting to be free and and happy was so much bigger than my selfish wanting her to be with me in this earthly realm, right? And at that particular moment, I think the change shifted because she did not die at that moment. She did not die in the predicted night. So this gave me hope. And hope is what I think. Hope itself doesn't do anything. Hope itself is a nice, nice thing, but it doesn't create anything. But if we use it to move forward, to as fuel for our engines for our actions then hope is phenomenal and has an enormous power and based on that hope she didn't die that night i continued giving her all my love and talking to her and talking to her and talking to her mind to her brain to her soul and to spirit and this is what i carried on what i do with my clients first they have a choice this is what they need to understand and with the brain with the frontal lobe they usually get it they usually don't have an issue understanding it on an analytical level mm -hmm. but to to connect it with the heart that that people feel with their heart they have a choice this makes all the difference and when they made their decision that they that they are the owner of their brain they can create whatever their true desire is and no other person, no medical doctor, no, no statistics can decide how we create our life. And I think this is, this is the first important thing that we I understand with our hearts. It's very create. important. And uh, because once that acceptance of the label or whatever they're giving her as the, the prognosis or the diagnosis, the acceptance of that is usually if there's nothing no hope there which you're talking about hope there's no hope there at all they're just going to let go and just happen now that's a choice still if they want to accept that and that's like you say you gave her permission if it got too 
difficult for her that she could go. And that is a choice she made, even though you helped her understand it and make it. Um, and so if, you, if a parent can really do that and talk from the heart, that's a huge part of the, the healing. Absolutely. And it, it is hard. It's not easy to do that because as a parent, as a loved one, we want to have our loved ones close to us in a physical, physical sense, right? This is very hard. On the other hand, it was such a huge learning lesson for me. And this is what I want to share with my clients, with people. You have a choice. Nobody can tell you what you accept, what you let into your brain and into your heart. You choose. And even though we might not feel that we are in control, at a certain extent, we always are. Well, I think what I deem of what your understanding of control is, is that you have the choice and the choice is control because you're the one that makes the choice, not everyone around you giving you that information. Totally, right? totally. Yeah. And, and when, when we get that connection, that control somehow equals choice and that we can change how we approach that and how we use it, we, we can shift things in our life. And even if you think control is taken from the outside, we still have a choice how much power we give that controlling part from the outside. Yes. And how much we take back on our own, right? What we need. Yeah. So much so, I think anything that comes in life, I mean, now we've got a big one. The pandemic thing is global, is affecting yeah. everyone. But there's even if you just put it down into everyday terms... Uh, that you always, the control is that you choose how you're going to react to it, how you're going to do things, your choice. You don't have to f necessarily follow other people's directions. Correct. And and some some rules exist and some boundaries exist. We cannot change some things. They are given from the outside. But yeah. how we respond, yeah. this is what we can control. And if we allow the control we feel it's lost is lacking to take power over our life and we choose to use drugs to use alcohol to use to misuse our partners how this leads into our behavior in our relationships or in our work attitude in our health how we recharge how we pay attention for our bodies right this is yeah. what we can control yeah. I think uh, abdicating responsibility makes them feel like they have no control. True. Right? True. It's perception, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because then they can, if they say that, well, so-and-so did this or the doctor said this, they can abdicate their, their choice, their uh, responsibility of self and all that. So mm -hmm. it, it's a choice and no one makes a wrong choice. That's what I want them to understand, too. There's no wrong choice. It's your choice, right? This is so true. Just like and you said to your daughter, you said, you know, if it's too tough, you're, mm -hmm. allowed, to, you're allowed to make that choice. Mm -hmm. I think that's pretty powerful. Yeah, and it's, it's hard. <laughs> yeah, but it's hard yeah. at the time. And I know it's still hard at the time because this is something that stays with you as 
your kids grow up and you're probably still wondering what, and you watch her get better and better and better, right? And then every now and then you might have a little bit of a downturn and you'll get a little bit angsty yourself, I would imagine, right? Totally. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Right. So yeah. then again, here comes the, what your knowledge of what to do comes in, right? Right. And it starts with ourselves because our brain repeats what our brain knows, right? We go into this, oh, we know that it was scary, immediately go into fear. Yeah. And this is the part we, I, I believe we need to take control over that yes. we do not repeat over and over again the same pattern because yes. I think fear is a bad advisor. Yes, it's it's definitely not very good at your choice level. If you have to move out of fear a little bit to make a real a real choice, right? Right, totally. And yeah. moving from fear into love, it's a different vibration, and you make completely different choices, different decisions, and we are out of that fear mm -hmm. and more into the arena of love. Okay, so um, your daughter right now she's in Switzerland. You, you're here. No Correct. travel due to COVID. So there's some more issues that uh, from around you that you cannot change. And you're responding from a level of not fear at this time and just moving forward into love, right? Correct. I mean, that's yeah. simply explained from you, but that's, it's very profound. It needs a lot of effort. It needs a lot of conscious effort to surrender surrender not, i was just going to say a, yeah. a similar word acceptance you know yeah. Mm -hmm. and yeah once the acceptance and surrender happens then you can move into the love and uh, so we're just right here at the end of this sentence i'm just going to go to break so we're going to go to break and we'll see you on the other side your life your health your network you're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. We know lasers are in use in almost every aspect of the medical profession these days. Now there's a powerful, unique, and safe laser you can use at home. Quantum scalar wave lasers using Tesla technology allow the body to do what it does best, heal itself. Scalar wave lasers work down to the cellular level and can even reset cellular memory for outstanding outcomes. The quantum lasers use three different wavelengths in one laser for optimum results. It's government approved and safe for home use. For more information, visit Simpson Protocol slash lasers or click the banner on this show's webpage. Hi, this is Inez Simpson. Thanks for listening to the show Hypnosis Everywhere. If this is the first time listening, well... We have a whole treasure trove of shows archived here and on Voice America page and in Hypnosis Everywhere website, all free for you to listen to anytime. The first year's broadcast showed the amazing diversity of the talent and the skills of those people who make up our fascinating hypnosis community. This season, Hypnosis Everywhere, the next level, will delve deep into where modern hypnosis is now taking us, the new discoveries and adventures as we explore this infinite mind of ours. And we explore Simpson Protocol hypnosis that is taking us higher and deeper than ever before. We'll talk about the astounding insights that show us how our mind can shape and change our lives for the better. So come join us on Hypnosis Everywhere, amazing people who are on amazing adventures in this world of hypnosis. 
your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You're listening to Hypnosis Everywhere, The Simpson Protocol. To reach the show today, send an email to Inez, that's I-N-E-S, at InezSimpson.com. Now, back to this week's program. Well, hello and welcome back. And we're going to go straight back to Petra because she's written in her books. We'll talk about the names of the books and everything in a little while. But she's talked about NDEs which means near-death experience for those of you that don't know that speak. And so I'm just going to ask her to tell us about it. So, Petra, can you just sort of start where you want to start and tell us a little bit about what an NDE is maybe first Mm -hmm. so they can understand what that means and maybe from your experience level, uh, just give us all you got. Yeah. An NDE is a near-death experience that means that you have to die, physically die, to experience death or what we think what death is. And if it's not your time, if your job isn't done here on Earth, you come back. (laughs) So you have to experience you physically died, you learn a lot, you come back in order to be able to learn more and to bring back to humanity what, what the purpose is what the job is. And my first NDE happened in 1994. And I had not never heard about NDE or something spiritual, something like this before. So I was pure scientist and I had no clue what existed. So so after giving birth to our daughter, um, I needed emergency surgery and I left my body. I was done. I think I was done with life here. So I left my physical body and it took a while for me to realize that this is the body I used to live in. I looked down from above and there was a scene, people working actively, very busy. And then I realized, oh, this is the body I used to live in. And I, I felt myself thinking, oh, that's great that they are busy, so they cannot do any harm to the world. (laughs) And this is, I know it kind of a strange thought and it was not actively thinking, but it was in my head. And then I was pulled and it is a force. I, I have no earthly words for that. It's a force we cannot imagine as humans. And it was a very short, dark tunnel or entrance. And then there was this what I later read about a lot of people experience this phenomenal, bright, white, warm, glycing light. I've never seen this before. And it was so beautiful there. And there was no pain, no weight. It was pure love. It was just amazing. And I was aware that I had just given birth to our daughter and and I love my husband and I love my daughter. But it was not that I was desperate. It was pure love. I, I was happy. And I know I knew with my, my entire soul that they would be okay. So it, it shifted my perspective how much I am needed, that I think I'm 
I'm the one who can do all the things. They need me. No, they don't need me. It's nice to be together. But it's not this need what I thought it would be. And mm -hmm. I was given a lot of information on the other side. And I will share here with you. Because God spoke to me. And the words he said, and we lived in Germany, we lived in Berlin, and all we spoke was German. But he said in English to me, the world needs to know. And all the other messages, what the world needs to know, was given to me by other souls, by other people. I knew some, some of them I knew. I had met them in life. Others I was not totally aware of who they are, but all felt familiar. And what the world needs to know is that there is no real death. And this was shocking to me, astounding, and similar, totally clear. Yes, this is what it is. I had no doubt. And then I was pushed back into my body, and I didn't want to go back, even though I just had given birth to my daughter. But I did not want to go back, but I had to. And this was, was really tough. And bam, back into this body, back into pain and discomfort and heaviness and all those struggles. I'm happy that I'm here. I'm, I'm happy that I can continue to live. But at this specific moment, I, I did not really understand why I had to go back. But one of the messages I have to share is the world needs to know that there is no real death, not what we think. There is no no, nothing we have to be scared. We don't need to fear death. And the, the following two NDEs, I've had the second message was, that we always have a choice and we just talked about this. Mm -hmm. I was given a choice if I wanted to come back, come back or not the second time. And I choose to come back to my family and to fulfill my job that I was given in the first NDE. And the third one, I was given the message that with great knowledge, with great wisdom comes great responsibility. Those are the three messages. And then I had, a, after that, I had a couple of OBEs, out-of-body experiences. And from my perspective, the beauty of out-of-body experiences compared to NDEs is that you don't have to die. You don't have to be intoxicated or, or injured. So you don't have to go through this long and exhausting phase of recovery, physical recovery. But still, the messages are, are I would say, similar as powerful. Yeah, I've heard that before for other people who've had it. And it's always about um, they're coming back. Not really, it's not against their will, but it's they're sad to go because they felt that love and it's hard to let go of that, right? Yeah. And uh, I, that's very, very usual for what we call an NDE. But sometimes some of those NDEs I would really call not near-death experiences because a lot of them are death experiences returned from because they're more than whatever the, what they say, the 28 seconds or whatever, you go beyond that, right? And so, but we still call them near-death because you returned. And from my point of view, sometimes there are full death experience and a return from that. Would you agree, Sana? Yeah. I, I agree, I agree. So the first time, and yes, it's long time ago, and I don't know what they measure and, and how they decided in earthly time, 
it took yes. six hours and 40 time, minutes right. right and to me it felt like 30 seconds or a minute it was yeah. so so different yeah. for my Linear husband time. it was yeah it was long for him <laughs> Oh, yes. Having this newborn baby and they told him they, they lost his wife. He, he pictured his mind created being his sole parent. So for him, it was was horrible. Yeah. Yeah. So I, um, I mean, I've heard of some people that have come back to life even after um, an hour sometimes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Huh? Six hours, is that what you said yours were? So uh, I don't know, that's, yes, yeah, so to me, that's what we, I would call a death experience and a return mm -hmm. from. <laughs> but yeah. we'll call it an NDE anyway. Now, yeah. uh, you, okay, you talk about super soul sex. <laughs> so True. maybe we'll transit into relationships a little bit here. Mm -hmm. So let's, but we'll, now we're, they're going to be intrigued about what you call super soul sex. From what I just shared, mm -hmm. being on the other side, understanding that we are not just a body, that we are a soul living in a body, and sexuality is an earthly experience. And it belongs to the basic human needs, like air to breathe, food mm -hmm. to eat, water to drink, right? And when we understand fully, again, on all levels of our being, that sexuality belongs to our basic human needs we might be able to choose to give ourselves permission to embrace sexuality to enjoy that and to not use it as a power tool to think that we can punish someone with not being sexually active with our partner because whom we really punish is ourselves right if we do that yep and then we understand that that learning that experience we can be sexually active with our soul and we fully embrace to being humans and to learn that our energy flows and when we have great sex we are successful in all areas of our life so again we have a choice to choose that part and this is a moment when in sex when we let go when we surrender when we let go control for a moment, then we can have this phenomenal experience and this creates or helps us to create a healthy body, a healthy relationship. So when, when we orgasm, that's not the right time to think about the grocery list. This doesn't happen, right? No. <laughs> and then so. we choose, when we take control, when we choose that when, when we want to have sex, we don't think other things we give up control for that specific time and that moment and allow it to happen i think that it's always about balance again isn't it yeah. um so if you are in a situation where you're having sex it should be all about that and all about your partner and Correct. about you not just mm -hmm. it's, there's a, a whole unit there right it's not just about um using it for power, like you say, or payment, or any of those other intrusive sort of things that work in our sexual beliefs at times. Absolutely, totally. And I, I find when I work with clients with sexual issues, when, when we can create that shift in their minds, 
that it's not about them and my partner doesn't satisfy me. And then they understand that the best sex you can create when you focus on your partner to make your partner happy. And then in return, you get tenfold, 100 fold what you put out there. But this has to happen again in the mind first, right? And you can shift that from the expectation. My partner needs to know what my wishes are to I want to give unconditional love. First priority is to make the partner happy. This comes back and then the souls can connect and you can have this super soul sex. <laughs> yeah, super soul sex. That sounds good to me. Um, you also, I've had Kaz Riley on. I don't know if you've ever met her. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, you have. And she's lovely, too. So uh, yeah. it's we're coming. You're coming at it from a slightly different angle, but it all it's all the same ideas and feelings. And we all come to that, I think, in this world is that when we start to have something that we are willing to give, the return is always a lot better. And the connection becomes very strong in a couple who's having super soul sex. Correct. Absolutely. Because a lot of issues or problems we think we have with the partner, they, they boil down to sexual issues for whatever reason. And again, it comes to the relationship we have with ourselves, right? Yeah, very much so. Very much so. And I, I think that's very clear. And the idea that you call it super soul sex makes it sexy to people. And I think that's a good thing that they can understand that your book, Super Soul Sex, will tell them a little more about it and will be very direct about exactly what you need to know. <laughs> yeah. Because so, actually, uh, Petra, I think it's also a fact that, you know, I'm from, I'm Canadian. I'm not, and I was European. So I know there is a slight difference in our concept of what sex means to people. Yeah. We in Europe were we I'm not there yet, but or was I was six there, so I wasn't really thinking about sex a lot when I was there. <laughs> but there's a different outlook from people. But that doesn't mean they don't have issues still. Mm. Understand the more you are open about sex, probably the better it is and easier it is for you to shift. But totally. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. still, it's a thing, it's an intimate part of our life. So the more open you communicate with yourself and your partner, it's not, it's not about the public, right? This is not what, no, what we both it's mean. private. Exactly. Yeah. But the more open we are and the more willing we are to face what's the underlying cause of the issue, Yeah, the better we can heal and the better we can enjoy being here on earth. And from my point of view, I always think the most important part is the connection between a man and wife or a couple of any type. And it's not about who they are, what they are. It's about the connection and the love that gets transferred. 100%. I absolutely agree. I don't know. We agree on most things, I think. Yeah. (laughs) Which is a good thing, I think. We we have choices, right? We we, we can agree (laughs) Yeah, so we have about three minutes left at the most in this section. So I'd like you just sort of finish up that thought a little bit for everybody and just give them maybe a little uh, advice or something about that. So when you think about your relationship, the advice is start with yourself. 
tune into yourself and take the blame away from your partner. Find out what's going on inside you first and work on that end because this is where you have control over. You can work yeah. on yourself, within yourself, and make your brain listen to you. Don't listen to your brain. Okay. Now, we do maybe have a slight difference. We'll talk about that. It's You're saying the brain because you're think scientifically oriented, but I don't think the mind is in the brain myself. So I think it's a receiver in the brain of the body mm -hmm. for that. You know, so from my spiritual point of view, I think the mind is very much bigger. And I'm sure you yeah. think that, but it, it is column. It does end up in the brain, you know, all the stuff. So it's not mm -hmm. that I'm disagreeing. I just mm -hmm. like to expand it a little bit for everybody. <laughs> and be more precise on that probably, right? Uh, I don't know if I'm being precise. Who knows? I don't really know. But I'm no to open to the possibility that it's a lot bigger than just yeah. our brain. Yes, yeah. me too. Yeah. 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 But, but the brain is what we're going to use in our daily life to live. So it's still what I consider the receiver, also the, you know, the exchanger of information. So yeah. I will, on that note, I think we'll go to break. And when we come back, I'd like you to tell everyone where to find the books. And we'll talk about that a bit. So see Thank you on you. the other side. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Hi, this is Inez Simpson. Thanks for listening to the show, Hypnosis Everywhere. If this is the first time listening, well, we have a whole treasure trove of shows archived here and on Voice America page and at Hypnosis Everywhere website, all free for you to listen to anytime. The first year's broadcast showed the amazing diversity of the talent and the skills of those people who make up our fascinating hypnosis community. This season, Hypnosis Everywhere, the next level, will delve deep into where modern hypnosis is now taking us, the new discoveries and adventures as we explore this infinite mind of ours. And we explore Simpson Protocol Hypnosis that is taking us higher and deeper than ever before. We'll talk about the astounding insights that show us how our mind can shape and change our lives for the better. So come join us on Hypnosis Everywhere, amazing people who are on amazing adventures in this world of hypnosis. We know lasers are in use in almost every aspect of the medical profession these days. Now there's a powerful, unique, and safe laser you can use at home. Quantum scalar wave lasers using Tesla technology allow the body to do what it does best, heal itself. Scalar wave lasers work down to the cellular level and can even reset cellular memory for outstanding outcomes. The quantum lasers use three different wavelengths in one laser for optimum results. It's government approved and safe for home use. For more information, visit Simpson Protocol slash lasers or click the banner on this show's webpage. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You're listening to Hypnosis Everywhere, The Simpson Protocol. To reach the show today, send an email to Inez, that's I-N-E-S, at InezSimpson.com. Now, back to this week's program. 
Well, welcome back. And um, before we get started here, because I want to expand a little bit with Petra about what she talks as the brain to you. But we also know that we use other parts and we'll get into that in a minute. But I just want you to know the names of the books that Petra has. And the one is this Your Script for um, Intimacy, which is the one we were last talking about. And of course, Your Script for Hope, which was the first experiences with her daughter that culminated in that book. So uh, I'd really, those are all available on um, Amazon. Thank you. I'm having a blank moment on Amazon. And you can also get information from Petra about at petrafreeze.com. So if it was your email, what would your email be then? Is it Petra at Petra? Fraser.com. Exactly. Uh, yeah. So you just go. So her uh, PetraFreeze.com, you just have to add Petra at PetraFreeze.com. Just like mine, Inez at InezSimpson.com. So it's very simple for you to remember, especially when you get to listen on podcasts. So Petra, let's just go back for a moment. We were talking about, I said to me that I thought it was much more than that. And also when we talked about uh, the heart before. So I'm just going to let you talk about that. And because uh, I know you have a pretty good understanding of all that. And I can agree totally to what you, you mentioned. So the mind to me is much bigger than the brain. And that's why I can say, or I, I like to say to my clients, you are the owner of your brain. Yeah. So please accept your responsibility and command your brain what you want your brain to achieve. Good. And the the brain is the part in our head that contr that control center, right? And it kind of runs on autopilot. And at parts, we are really lucky and happy that it does the autopilot function, the breathing, the cell division, immune system, and <laughs> yeah. all those things, right? Pretty but difficult we, trying to figure all that out, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> right. But we <laughs> also can use that and give clear commands or clear direction to what we want our brain to achieve. This is where I think healing happens. When we are clear on what we want, we can guide our brain. Our brain relates into how we feel and then into how we act, how, what we choose. And the cycle goes on. And the brain, is the, to me, is the physical brain in the head, but it's more, it's also the heart. That's why I think it's so important to not just understand with your frontal lobe, with your cortex, to also understand with your heart. And the third brain, I believe, is part of that team, is the gut. Mm -hmm. We very often have those feelings in our gut. And we also know how important nutrition is. We know that we, when, that we have to put into our car the right kind of gas the gas or the diesel, right? And our car only runs if you give the right fuel. And this similar thing holds true for us. When we put the, the right things into our body, our gut can be healthy and can, if it's not in a healthy balance, can, can come back to health and do its job. And one job is digestion. And the other one is to help us to connect with our wisdom with our intuition. If someone falls in love, if, if we are in love, where do we feel it first, right? Butterflies in the in stomach. In the stomach, yeah. yeah. You always know it's real when you have that, right? Right. 
Yep, absolutely. <laughs> and, and when we are scared, when, when we have perceived danger, where do we feel it first? Oh, in the exactly. gut, in the stomach. In the gut. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's, um, you know, well, when I'm, when I'm working with clients, we always do the balancing of all that so that they mm-hmm. can get into that place. And understanding that many people, of course, that are listening, the, the ones, you know, you heard our thing are skeptics. There are people out there listening and thinking, what a lot of hooey. There's also mm-hmm. people that are thinking, wonderful. So there's always, you're always going to talk to the people that want to know about you, right? So. Right. So in that way, um, I think I just promoted your books, but I really want people to understand that you lived this. This is not just something from her brain thinking. It's from her whole mind thinking. The feeling, the sensing, the knowing, everything comes into that. Great books, by the way. Thank you. So Thank you. Uh, I want to know something. Martin's written me a little note here, and it says plethoric float. Yes. <laughs> so now I think I'd like you to tell us a little bit about the plethoric float. Thank you, Martin, for opening that door for me. So <laughs> as we talked about my NDEs, since that time, I have the ability and I have the, the task, the job to accompany transitioning souls okay. to the other side. And it's it's very honoring sometimes it's tough because my human judgment kicks in but if i allow my soul to do the work and to travel with that soul halfway that's that's heartwarming that is a beautiful process and that's why i know not a single soul has to transition alone souls like me people like me they accompany souls halfway and we hand the soul over. So it's taking soul by the hand and handing it over to the other side. So they are never ever alone. And I think this is, and it makes me be really emotional, especially during this pandemic time that people could not be with their loved ones. People died what we humans think alone. Please know they, they are not alone, never, ever. No, not a single soul has to die alone. There is always someone, another soul who accompanies them. And from my experience, just talking about me, other people might have different experiences. Every single soul gets to that other side. Not a single soul can get stuck. What happens if, if some souls still have to learn to finish some lessons, they can come back halfway in that state in between lives. And they can observe and learn and finish their their learnings. But it's not that anyone gets stuck. And I think this, even though we miss them a lot, we know that they are never, never alone and that nobody gets stuck. And I think this is so important for us to know. And if if you if you can believe for a moment that this is what happens, if you can believe me for a moment, allow the hope to take seed in, in your heart, in your soul, and allow hope to be your motivation. Because this is what I experience over and over again. 
Yes. I think, uh, I don't know how you transition people. Uh, if uh, Is that what you call the plethoric float or is it a, yeah, okay. Yeah, that that, makes that's total the sense. process. Yeah, the process, the process itself. Okay, yeah. so I understand that many people, um, from my point of view, from my work and when I do things, is that I'd like to help people get things finished before they have to transition. Mm-hmm. And if they choose to do that, they have a much well, they're not alone because well, guess what? Everybody's already there with them that's already there. And for me, I think that's for very important. I've never had an NDE. I've never had anything, but I've always felt or known it somehow. And, you know, I, I don't have fear like people about death and stuff. And I know that many people think, gee, she's very cold. Mm-mm. Right? Mm-mm. It's not that. Yeah. It's just that I'm at peace with it. So yeah. if I have a friend transition, I'm sad. I get sad, yeah. but I don't get into drama because there's no need to be in drama. And that's the difference. So understand people that sometimes when you start on this road, you may think that you are a little bit not feeling and you are feeling, but okay. now you're feeling it with peace involved. Absolutely. Absolutely. And yeah. this is, if you can use the word beauty in that setting, Sense, I think... Yeah. This is the beauty, and I help clients when my clients when they know their time is up here on earth. I I do similar things like you doing this. Yeah. We are helping them to finish as much as they can finish, and I also teach them how to gracefully transition on their terms. Yeah. And when they practice with me, they don't have any fear anymore, and oh. they know they are in control even at those last moments and then they decide consciously to let go of control and this makes it so peaceful yeah and and this is the reason why i wrote my first book one of my clients and she's so close to my heart and i miss her dearly she made me promise in our very last session that i write a book about what she just had experienced and she used and this was I still have goosebumps. She said to me, Petra, the world needs to know. And she had no idea about what God had told me many, many years prior to that experience. She used exactly the same words. The world needs to know. You have to write that book. And in order to keep my promise that I had given to her, I wrote my first book. And it's been a gift. Mm-hmm. Not just for you, it's been a gift for everyone. I know it gets great reviews and it's because it's from the heart. And that's usually the way it is. It's it's not somebody writes a book and it's just all about intellect. It doesn't, uh, you can feel your your feelings. You can feel your everything because I can see you right now because I'm talking to you and we're similar in place and we're talking to each other. But and the audience mostly can't see you, but they can feel your voice. They can feel how you really care about all this stuff. And that's really the most exceptional thing in a therapist is that we, we do care. We do help, but we, it's always about you making the choices, not us. And so understand even in transition, you are always in charge. Absolutely. And I think what you said earlier, 
that people might misinterpret you and me as cold. This is truly a misinterpretation because we feel, but we also know. And because we care so much, yeah. we cannot join our clients into the drama because yes. then we, we are not the help they, they are looking yeah. for, right? Yeah, very so, so very true. So. So guess what? We only have three minutes left. I know the hour goes so fast. And I just wanted to ask one more question is, uh, I imagine that you use uh, hypnosis for medical issues too nowadays, right? Absolutely, yes. Absolutely. So, I mean, what I, we consider, we don't do medicine, of course, well, you know, but what we do is all the stuff that the medical uh, system or belief systems and all that kind of doesn't give the person the hope, the honor, the, the control of the body, the control of themselves. And that's what we present for them. So I really yeah. want a thank you. And I, I think that this is a, a very important thing for everyone to know because fear of death must be is one of the biggest things there's going. And understand for the families, of course, it's difficult. Of course, it's sad. But if you get into that understanding that there's no fear in dying because nobody just, it disappears, energy stays in. As a scientist, right? Energy right. is not a, you cannot destroy. Right. And I have two children in heaven. So I know how it is to lose loved ones. So I'm, I'm not just talking about the thing created in my head or wherever. Yeah. So I know how painful it is. But I yeah. also know that we can reach that place of love. And that's always the outside to. perception of people is when they see you, a beautiful woman, always professional, always everything, they think, well, she's never had an issue in her life. Mm -hmm. That's what they, and I'm glad that you present yourself as strongly as you do because it helps people shift. So guess what? Thank it's you. only a minute left. I'm just going to remind people about your website, which is mm -hmm. metrafees.com. Now, I'm going to spell that for you. It's P-E-T-R-A, and then freeze part is F-R-E-S-E. -E. Is that right? Correct. Yeah. So it's petrafreeze.com, and that's the important part to remember. And you can always ask me if you need it. You can always email me. For anything you thank need to you know about so Petra. much i'm so very very grateful thank you very thank much you. for being here petra i really enjoyed seeing you and we'll now have to say goodbye to everybody we'll see you next time everyone on hypnosis everywhere thank you for being a part of the show today be sure to tune in next wednesday at 2 p.m eastern time and 11 a.m pacific time on the voice america health and wellness channel for another edition of Hypnosis Everywhere, The Simpson Protocol, with host Inez Simpson. We can't wait to have you join us again next week.